Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Because it's a, you know, it's like, it's first of all, it's a Doctor Who theme for those of you who don't recognize it. I don't know if you listen to this show how you don't recognize that at <laughs> this point, but if you don't, that is the Doctor Who theme. But it's, but it's, it sounds it's, like Rick and Morty. I was going to say it's a remix, though. <laughs> yeah. It's some sort of electronic remix. No, that, that is the, thir- oh, is that the current? That is 13's theme. Oh, okay. I thought it was some sort of, uh, maybe because I normally skip it via DVR. Ah, um, oh, I think, I think we're behind an episode. I just realized that. Oh I yeah, uh, um, this past Sunday was uh, was pretty solid as well. Oh, um, I did not watch this past Sunday. This yeah. past Sunday, they uh, took a very clear shot at Amazon. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun episode. Um, but but I was saying when I thought that that was some sort of electronic remix, it reminds me of a video that uh, popped up all over the fucking place on Facebook today. That makes me laugh every year. It's the Mariah Carey uh, Christmas song. Yeah, but it's it's laid over the group of ravers. Dancing underneath a bridge. Have you oh, ever seen wow. this video? I have never seen this. Oh but my I god! Find it it's, now. I, I will share it with this you. This circulates every year. Or? Every year, I've seen it for the past. You know who posted it today? Are a very good friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, uh-huh. uh, Brenda, who used to be our server at the New York Renaissance oh, Festival. Oh yes, I believe she posted it on her Facebook page today. Amazing! It makes me laugh every year. Yeah, every every year. Another friend of ours, uh, Stephen Yes Andarnoski. Normally posts oh. it first every year, but I think Brenda <laughs> beat him to the punch. I got to seek this so, out. It's it's really it's yeah it's so it's that song and right as it kicks up, this group of raver children um, start doing their crazy raver dance, and it just the way it syncs up, I, nice. it makes me laugh silly like a dummy every year. But here we are. <laughs> this is a lot of things make me act like a dummy every year. It's 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 easy for that to happen. I think, what, is that me? No, that's me. I need one oh, of those. Oh, did I not hand you one of those? Oh, <laughs> my you. apologies. I just realized. Um, this is, don't property, don't property shows on the way to the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 519. Wow. That's what I put in the Patreon post. 
You know, I post a link to the prep sheet normally Monday or Tuesday, depending on when I get to it. I was a little early this week in anticipation. I I know. It it set some people all aflutter. It did. So I I posted, uh, the exact post was episode 519 prep sheet, three weeks in a row, and then a series of spaces, don't prep any shows on the way to the parking lot. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh-huh. Don't prep any shows on the way to the parking lot. Nice. Um, so we are going to call this one, because uh, I'm just coming up with this on the fly, Stuffed, because we are, uh, it is Thanksgiving week, and uh, we are leading into Happy Turkey Day and all of the joys that Would, would this up. not be pre-stuffed? I mean, I'm already stuffed. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been living stuffed for several years. Now, I mean, so, yeah. really, it's, when you think about it, it's that's called, all I'm trying to it's say. It's called my 40s. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's right. How, about, how about geek stuffed? There you go. There it is. There it is. Uh, we could call it uh, Costanzid. Yeah. that would apply to me. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. There are uh, so many things we can go with. Uh, yeah. A, I, was, I wasn't Costanzid, though. It was just a beautiful, lovely day uh, here on the Isle of Kauai. Uh, when you guys got your, what, nine, 12 feet of snow. And uh, I was just, you know, my problem was I was too warm and comfortable and happy and not in traffic and not stuck in my job. So I hope lava melts your wheels. I say, I I turn off the Skype feed. (laughs) How? What what number do I hit here? Um, No. So and to your your (laughs) comment, OG, no active volcano on this island. For like eight million years, Does, so doesn't matter totally. yet. Yeah, but but Big Kev, you are there. Yes, you are there. So the laws, the laws of statistical probability say terrible things will happen because your presence is there, and no, so that active, no, no, no. Un- inactive volcano will become active. While you're, I mean, it's due. While you are correct, <laughs> you are correct that statistically, me being in a place is like PK playing a vinyl record and having the person die. Uh, usually it just means, um, uh, I'll make poor dating choices. <laughs> there, there are those things. So oh, that's usually what it means. Um, but the state of New Jersey got about, depending on where you were, anywhere between no inches and like seven or eight inches. Yeah. My, I was my in the dad seven or eight inch. in the, in the, uh, near the LBI area ish yeah. got rain, got rain, lots of rain, but yeah. just got rain. And, uh, yeah, we got, uh, uh, just disaster but i've never seen anything like it but in the Jersey, problem ever is in my life the, the biggest issue is pulling back the curtain and not getting too local because i don't want to spend too much time on this but eight inches of snow should not have shut down the state like no. it did we have gotten eight inches of snow every snowstorm during a winter and have not had a problem and, and this we, was we have just, been ahead of it and yeah. and the, my other problem with all of that i'm gonna take it too local but we uh the predictions fairly early on were telling us oh, look we're gonna get something might be one inch, you know, might be nothing. But it, what they were telling us was enough for us to get a little, at least a little preemptive, a little bit, and and get have the plows at least at the starting line, right? Have a little pre salt thrown down, any number of things to get in front of what uh, what became a disaster. Right. So a lot of us not too pleased with our new leadership no. here at the top in no. uh, in Jersey. And well, you can't blame him because New York and PA had the same situation. No, I can absolutely no, blame But him. you can blame each individual as person. As much as I despise our previous um, yeah. hefty leadership, I, uh, I I have to acknowledge dude would have been a- ahead of that. Yeah. And, and that would not have been an issue uh, last week. I but anyway, Kev? If, uh, if I can, uh, if I can just get a little local myself, I pulled the most delicious orange off of a tree in my yard today, mm-hmm. and it was just—it was so sweet and so ripe and juicy. 
And uh, sorry, I just wanted to share that. I knew we were doing some local things, so I just wanted to say that uh, that's um, that was that was my local experience. Is that one of those today, Hawaiian botulism oranges, though? Like, you got to watch out for those. Um, for what kind of oranges? The Hawaiian botulism oranges. There's a whole thing <laughs> oh, no, down there now. Oh, no, 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 I no. Totally this just is made a up. delicious, organic, natural orange growing right in my front yard. Mm. Big Kev trying to, trying to ward off scurvy <laughs> down in there's, down in, You know, there's the so corn. much citrus in this yard, I'll never have to worry about scurvy. <laughs> oranges, limes, like two kinds of limes, three kinds of oranges. It's so much fruit, I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> just <laughs> never again rub your eyes. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, let's move forward with this evening's show, this week's show. You know, I thought about taking the week off, but I said, no, we cannot do that. We have lots of things to cover, and so we will do that now. I mean, you didn't ask the rest of us about that, though. No, PK, we don't call the shots. No. Listen. You don't want to do a show. There's no show. (laughs) I mean, mean, considering I do have direct access to the studio, although I have offered up the studio before. But, uh, no, we have have a spot to do for one of our sponsors tonight. Ah, We have, we have. We have, there's just a lot to do. So we have homework tonight? We have homework. Okay. We, always have. But we should do it. We let's should get the top two. All right. Uh, let's kick off the show with some birds of prey Filthy, news. sinking, vice-ridden boys. Because <laughs> there were two things in the news this week um, that made it to the prep sheet that involved the birds of prey. First up, Mary Elizabeth Winstead confirmed that the sh- film is going to begin filming in January. So a mere month and change away um, with a release date about a year from that, February 7th of 2020. Okay. So it is it is on the fast track to take place. And um, in addition to the filming start date, we also found out that Ella J. Basco May, Ella J. <laughs> Basco May, is that her full name? That's a lot of names. I think it's Ella J. Basco May, May play? play. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think. May play. Cassandra Kane in the upcoming Birds of Prey film. So they're going, um, they're going with multiple Batgirls, or they're going with Oracle and Batgirl, or they're going with Batgirl and Orphan, or they're going with Batgirl and something else. Cassandra Kane has kind of had a couple of different names in her in her run. Um, what was she during that? What was she? Big Cap, do you remember her, the name of her character when she was in Hong Kong during that that? international batman i i thought that was one you already mentioned <laughs> no orphan is her new character oh orphan's new orphan is the new one then uh, i don't recall wait. off the top of my head i can look it up though yeah i don't i don't remember her name uh let's see is it in here Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. no I, I don't i don't see it in here but orphan is her current name in the dc universe because because um Barbara Gordon is back as Batgirl, no longer Oracle. So, yeah. And she had another name in there. It was like Black Bat or it was something weird. But anyway, Cassandra Kane coming to the Birds of Prey film as well alongside Huntress, um, Black Canary, Harlequin, and whomever else they're going to uh, throw in there. Ewan McGregor, of course, is Black Mask, which we talked about last week. Sir? Yes. Black Bat in Batman Incorporated number six. Oh, there you go. I think I said, did I say Black? I think I said Black you, Bat. I think so, you yeah. did, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really, I tried to read Batman Incorporated, and I was thoroughly bored and confused by it. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't need this. And I moved on with my life. So, there you go. That's good. Uh, the animated comedy series, Big Mouth. Will be Hysterical, getting... if you've never seen it. So, I've seen all of season one. Uh-huh. And I don't think I've watched any of season two yet. Got to do it. 
I hear nothing but excellent things about it. I hear because that it's, it's uh, nothing but excellent, sir. And, it, it is fabulous, and I like I like the Nick Kroll. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the Nick Kroll. I liked him in 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 the the, the things that he has been involved with. So, uh, yeah, Sausage Party, Sausage Party. No, but what was he? He had another TV show too. The the it was a live action TV show uh, on Comedy Central, wasn't it? Or or an Adult Swim? Or I honestly don't remember. Uh, what was it? he 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 had a show. What the fuck was the name right. of that show? Yeah, well, he had, he had Kroll Show for a while. Oh, the, was, was a, it just the Kroll yeah, Show? Yeah, it was yeah, a okay. sketch comedy bit. Yeah. And I, um, I actually really liked the Kroll Show as well. There's some decent funny uh, funny bits yeah, in there. Too it was much a, tuna. It was another, um, it was it was the same format as, uh, you know, Chappelle, Key and Peele, Mitzi and all that same kind of idea. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny. He played a bunch of pretty funny characters, and like I said, I'm, a, I like, I'm like not Nicole. a huge fan of his. the The only bit I really liked is, uh, and it's a joke that we quote back and forth, where he's uh, he sends up the whole thing about fried chicken. He's like, you know who really like fried fried chicken? Black people. You know who else really like fried chicken? Everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anytime fried chicken comes up, we always end up throwing that quote around, and that's the extent of my Nick Kroll fandom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Big Mouth, at least what I've seen. Um, and so I, I, I will, I will try to catch, I will try to, I will try to watch season two so that I can then watch season three. I'm currently watching Shit's Creek. I think that's on Netflix as well. That's, yes. uh, no. Chris, uh, what's his is name? That from Netflix? The... Is that, I don't it's think either it's Netflix, Netflix or I think Hulu. it's IFC. No, but, but I think Netflix has oh, it, picked though. it up. Oh, yeah. is, is that, a, is that Chris Elliott involved with that It one? is. It's Chris Elliott and it's Eugene and Dan Levy and it's Catherine O'Hara. Oh wow! Okay, it's hilarious. Isn't you, it produced by Christopher Guest? No, it is not. I believe it's produced by Eugene and Dan Levy. Really? Dan is his son. Um, and it's Eugene Levy or Levy Levy uh, and Catherine O'Hara are married to each other, and Catherine O'Hara is essentially playing her character from Guffman, but but a rich version. Of yeah. her character from Guffman. <laughs> uh, Eugene Levy plays her husband. Uh, Chris Elliott um, plays the mayor of the town. It's it's just a really funny show. But it's also really touching and emotional. And um, it's it's really well written and really, really funny. Um, and uh, I don't know how we got on that tangent. I, I guess because we were talking about Netflix shows. But check out Shit's Creek if you've never checked it out before. It's very funny. Um more news this past week regarding mm-hmm. Amazon's The Boys. Ooh. So I know you've got to be super excited about this, PK. I know. I mean, I know I'm excited about it as well, but um, I think at this point you've read more of The Boys than I have. Uh, How yeah. much of it have you read? Well, it's it's hard to say because I'm reading them in the omnibus editions. Okay. Uh, from Comicsology, so I am uh, I am about to uh i'm uh, i'm a little more than halfway through the first omnibus book okay uh which is oh god i, I couldn't even say how many issues i'm in but well, it's a, a decent chunk in but it's it's still early on because it's only the first omnibus book. i've only read yeah. the first trade like regular trade which is only the first okay handful of issues uh that's, I'm, that's where i'm, I'm at as past well. you but honestly probably not by much but not by much okay uh, i've been focusing on, on other books to try to catch up and uh I've, I've been backburning that a little longer than i should but i think i'm gonna pick it up again um so in an interview this past week uh jack quaid um who i guess um is is working on the on the project over there at amazon says uh let's he says that that the TV series is going to feature a key storyline 
from the comic. So they're going to try to translate it pretty closely. Something happens to Huey at the start of the story, and it kind of throws his life for a tailspin. And then he meets Annie January kind of randomly on a park bench. And he starts to have a little bit of feelings for her, but then he realizes that the two of them are from these completely separate worlds, and it gets complicated to say the least. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but their relationship and also the relationship um, I have with Butcher's character, it's been so awesome for me to do those scenes. Oh, he did Quaid is the guy that's playing Butcher. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, I guess they are, they're trying to be as true to the source no, material no, as Huey. they can. He's Huey. Oh, I'm sorry. He's yeah. Huey. Okay. Um, so, yeah. The source material, of course, was 72 issues total. Ran for about six years. Um, this is another project. Not only is it... Oh, hey, Will. Will and Geeks are wired. Are in the chat room hanging out with us. Um... Uh, uh, this is another project from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who have been, even though I am a season behind at this point, who who, who were very, um, uh, they weren't, they were sort of true to the pre- preacher source material. They're, they're true to the to to the core they're true to the the true style to the characters and true to the characters yes. themselves the the story they've taken a lot of liberties with and and uh, and they've they they've almost done like a walking dead kind of thing where they they've gone and had their own branch right which kind of explains things and so like the, the whole first season mainly for budget was okay we're just going to do a season in anvil and really, right. really, all that was was everything that took place before the first issue of the book. Yeah, it was like a prequel. Yeah. So yeah. the season starts with them basically in the same place where they were when the books started, hanging out in the diner and talking about, well, what the hell are we going to do about God? <laughs> right. Um, and then, uh, and they've kind of they've they've done this little uh, this little weaving sort of path where they're like, this stuff's not quite involved with the book, but here's something that's like direct from the book. And, uh, their hair star yeah. is ripped right off the page. He's phenomenal. Um, so I, I, I I've gotten. Less, uh, much less, uh, in need of of um, of faith, uh, you know, slavish faith to to the source material, um, and, and there's a place for it. I like, I, I still certainly tout Zack Snyder's Watchmen adaptation. Sure, it's one of the one of the the best adaptations in the world, and it is it is outlandishly faithful to the book. But I'm less attached to that, and I, and I kind of I've taken I kind of taken end. a liking to people to uh, well, aside from the end. Um, which Obviously, I thought was but, better in the film, but but overall, it's you. it's a very slavish yeah. uh, adaptation overall. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's I've kind of taken a liking to diverting from the path because it's nice to be surprised sure. by these things as long as long as they're maintaining uh, the the uh, a strong essence of these characters. What I love about Preacher, um, and there was something else that that has diverted way off the path but the, but the, i feel that they've really done justice for the characters in the overall story that it doesn't matter american gods uh american gods i've heard did, that of american gods i've never read gods, it yeah. but uh but my uh mrs pk has, yeah. has said that you know she uh and she read it either again or for the first time during that show and said the same thing it's like they're going a different path but i like what they're doing yeah uh and how they're expanding on the roles of uh of like you know his wife character and with uh with matt sweeney and all that right right um so yeah, I, I'm I'm psyched to see. I, I like yeah. I like what Rogan and Goldberg are doing with Preacher a lot. Even though I'm I'm in the same boat as as Preacher being one of my favorite books, it's kind of embarrassing that I'm so far behind sure. on the series. But we we've devoted very little time to television across the board. It even took I was behind on Westworld longer than I should have been. Yeah, I'm st- I still haven't watched any of season yeah. two of Westworld. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh you know it's it's just we're just not keeping up with stuff like we used to. But um but I, yeah I love what they're doing. So I, I think I, we'll see uh, much of the same. Uh, quality, at least in in maintaining the essence of the characters with uh, with what they do with the boys. 
Kev, where are you with Preacher? Are you behind as well? I, I Yeah, I am. I'm actually only at the end of the first season. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm way behind on Preacher. But what I was going to say was I'm glad they took the lessons away from that disaster of a failure Green Hornet and went a different direction when adapting yeah. other properties. Yeah. I, the, the more I see out of Seth Rogen, um, the more I wonder – what really went wrong with Green Hornet? I think that's a because a, a, that's a studio problem. I because think. I really, well, really liked what was for the, the large part of that. The, what was the movie he did? Um, uh, the end of the world movie that that Rogan. Oh did. my god, that was hysterical! Was hysterical. This and is the end. This, this is the end. end. Yeah. And the short that he originally did with Jay was it with Jay Baruchel? Jay Baruchel. Yeah, he <clears throat> he did a short that the movie was based on. It was like a twenty minute short. Was also really well done and mm-hmm. really funny. And then Preacher comes out of the gate, and it's gritty, and it's visceral, and it's true to these characters. And you can tell he has a love for the characters. Yeah. So it says to me that something had to go something had to go it, wrong with Green Hornet. There it, had to be meddling it's or one of a couple something. Things. It's either Green Hornet was a first real foray for him into, into really kind of taking the reins sure. and, and putting something out there and being in control of it, theoretically. And maybe that, coupled with studio meddling, yeah. uh, it gave us what, what we ended up with with that film. But I think it, it seems to me that he is in more control of the of what he's putting together now. And when he is in control of that, the quality is The quality high. is great. Yeah. <laughs> the quality that is literally be, high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a wonderful interview to do with Seth Rogen. What happened with Green, Green Hornet? Hornet. Well, uh, we, uh, we did, it was terrible. And this one motherfucker said, the other motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a, and that's how that movie happened. Um, yeah, and uh, I... I yeah, nothing happened. You know, <laughs> one day, at, at some point down the road, I feel I still feel like that wound is maybe still a little bit fresh. It's still weeping a little bit, that wound. Yeah. But one day, like, someone will What a will great documentary. Him. Seth and Adam make a Green Hornet movie. Yeah, really? <laughs> that would be the name of the documentary. Who do we get to make this? Come on, let's get somebody. All right, oh, so I would totally do that. I doubt they'd be up for it, but I would totally do <laughs> I would it. Totally do it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move forward because we do have some more things in the news. Okay, uh, Kamel Nan- Nan- Nanjiani. Nanjiani. There you go. Wow, I I, I struggled there a little I bit did. for a second. Yeah, you, you pulled through, but you only yeah you um, is joining Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone reboot. Um, but it, 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 so he's going to be in a single episode. Of um of the show, um it's going to be an episode that's written by Alex Rubens, who worked on Key and Peele as well, um with no further plot details are yep. uh, being revealed at this time. So this leads me to believe that it's probably going to be an original. Could episode. be an original, or they're keeping tight lipped uh, if it's another remake of one of, of a classic. Um, uh, good, we'll see. Generally speaking, I like him. Right, yeah. I like him as an actor. Generally speaking, yep. I think his stand-up is pretty funny. Yep. I liked him Talented on writer too. Uh, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. The couple episodes that I've seen. Yeah. Did you see that movie, The Big Sick? I did not see the not Big yet, Sick. That no. movie was awesome and you guys devastating. Really need from what to I hear, watch that yeah. movie. That's what, on our what list. Is, that movie was really, really, really good. What Seriously, is, what is The Big Sick? That's his. Uh, that was. Did he direct and write that? No, no, it? he didn't direct it, but he and his – I believe he and his wife wrote it, okay. um, I'm sure, with some additional help. But it is it is autobiographical. Oh, okay. Uh, 
And uh, you definitely should see that movie. Beautiful I mean, story, I, and also it's hilarious, I, apparently, and also yeah, it should have won. I don't know. That, are we past the point where it should have won awards? Maybe, I, maybe it is, but I, I mean, it was really, really a really like it, good flick. I think it was up for a best original screenplay, if I don't, if I remember right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. The movie was based on their own love story and earned them a nomination at the 90th Academy Awards for Best Original Screenplay. Blah, 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 screenplay. So it did not win, but it was nominated. Nice. So they, yeah, you were it was both really right. a great film. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. I think this is one of of many big names ahead to join this project. Um, I think each episode is going to have some star power in there that's going to make the episodes each individually awesome. Um, and I, th- I think what we're looking at, and it's funny because, uh, so we have access to, uh, the original amazing stories. I think I've brought it up here once before mm-hmm. the original amazing stories, the NBC TV series that was produced by Spielberg. So we've been rewatching those and th- there's some really great stuff, uh, in that whole run of the show, uh, astounding directors. We watched a piece that was directed by Clint Eastwood last night. Oh, wow. We watched, uh, uh, the, you know, Spielberg has directed some Landis has directed some, um, but a key thing as we've been rewatching those is every episode we're blown away. Like, Oh my God, that's Harvey Keitel. Holy shit. That's Christopher Lloyd. Wow. Is that Casey Shamasco and Kevin Costner? Well, so it's, I, I, I am, I imagine twilight zone now, much like amazing stories back in the eighties is just going to be kind of a, a hodgepodge of all the, the up and comers and the big names that, uh, you know, so, like, it's like Kumail Nanjiani, who's not like a, has had great success. Don't get me sure. wrong, but he's not like your, your, not yet your A-lister like what Kevin Costner eventually became. Right, yeah, sure. Like what Harvey Keitel eventually became, uh, you know, after, uh, you know, long ways away. Not necessarily a long ways away after that, but. Uh, so I think we're going to see all these names that, that are familiar and, and are big names now that are on the rise that are people that are going to be the A-listers of the future. I think and, we're going to see a lot of that with Peele's Twilight Zone. I suspect there are a lot of actors that want to work with Jordan Peele. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Especially after all the ink on... Uh, get out exactly mm-hmm. and i so. suspect there's also a lot of actors probably younger actors who grew up with the twilight zone via the marathons and everything yep. else like we did yep. speaking yep. of which is, does that still happen on new year's is that I, new year's twilight I zone i believe so but i don't know who it was it used honeymooners to si- honeymooners or, or, when was twilight when twilight was the twilight zone, 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 twilight zone was a new year's i thought that was new year's event too um, I think both not not on picks. That's always the honeymooners, isn't it? I, I rem- oh, maybe it's it's probably one of the other channels. Then I remember growing up, there was a Twilight Zone marathon. Twilight Zone was overnight, wasn't it? Like I, don't know. I, I, I feel like Twilight Zone started like New Year's happened, and then a Twilight Zone kicked off like right after midnight. Oh, maybe maybe that's what it was. Because um, I always looked forward to seeing the the couple of episodes I always wanted to see, but. The point that I was trying to make was I'm sure there are a lot of people that want to work with Jordan Peele, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that grew up with the Twilight Zone oh, yeah. that want to work on the Twilight Zone. And so there is a perfect storm brewing yeah. here it's some for of the a best lot of potential. Uh, to this day, still holds up as some of the best storytelling ever put on film. The original Twilight Zone is amazing. I was, uh, I was trick-or-treating this past Halloween. Like you do, like cause, you do, because I have a son and a family, and we do those things. And you left sure. him home, so you yeah, sure, I did. Your son. I did, and uh, we were walking around, and a woman <laughs> and her husband walked up behind me in full prosthetic uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder 
makeup. <gasps> wow. And and they and they 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 did it in black and white skin tones, not natural skin tones, <laughs> wow. wearing the doctor's uniform. It was Oh, amazing. that's good. And the amount That is a niche joke right there. The too. amount of people that didn't get it was so disheartening. But every single person that got it, mm-hmm. it was so rewarding to not only see their face because I got yeah. super excited when someone recognized oh, it. Oh, I love it. But to see like my reaction to it was Oh my god, that's possibly my favorite episode of anything on television yes. ever. So that's amazing. That is and an, kudos an astounding to you. Yeah. piece of storytelling. Yeah. And, and what what a great costume. What a great costume. That's, that I, is a niche reach for a costume right there. I love it. I want to know where they got the prosthetics because they looked amazing. Uh, they had to have they had to, had I, to have made them. Or, I, bet, or I bet someone rearranged makes them. something. I bet or someone somebody, makes them. Someone makes them. Gotta be on Etsy. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, they crochet them. They crochet them. It's a, it's a crocheted, crocheted beauties in the eye of the beholder masks. Um, <laughs> coming to you in a, for a rave in 2020. Um, so we started the show off with that Doctor Who theme. Yeah, we might as well get to why we had the Doctor Who theme. Um, it's Doctor Who, not Doctor Why, sir. Uh, I'm sorry, my my apologies, but but why's on why's in the Tardis? Um, so I don't know. <laughs> no, no, he's on Gallifrey. Uh. Um. <laughs> So Doctor Who this year, they announced a couple weeks ago to to all sorts of controversy that there was going to be no Christmas episode this year because ever since the girl re- doctor just ruins everything. everything. But ever since the relaunch of the nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety five, two thousand and five, when the show relaunched in two thousand and five, yeah. ever since then there has been a Christmas episode. Yeah, and it's normally a fairly significant episode. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's it, all the regenerations take it, place it's, uh, at that right. point. It's it's either dealt with regeneration mm-hmm. or it's just dealt with something really traumatic for the doctor. Yeah. It normally doesn't involve the regular companion. It's it's very often a solo doctor episode or mm-hmm. or a unique companion episode. I mean, one of the like the episode with the Dr. Donna Christmas episode I remember because Wilfred is one of my favorite non-companion companions who's mm-hmm. Donna's father or grandfather right, right, right. beautiful moment in that episode the episode with Dr. Uh, what, do you, what do you call Dr. Fez? Swoopy hair? Dr. Swoopy hair, yeah. Dr. Swoopy hair had an amazing Christmas episode <laughs> with Dr. Han- Fez yeah, with Dr. Fez <laughs> I, got a, I got a doctor named Fez um, but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, my name is Ron I got a doctor named Fez, Fez. <laughs> Iran. Um but but the, epi- the the his Christmas episode with handles, which is just the 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 Cyberman head that is dying the entire episode. Like right. the, the battery on it is just running out the entire episode. That's where he battles the wooden Cyberman. It's a really creepy, right? And I think they're in a town named like Christmas. Bits is, and pieces of that one. The, yeah. the theme. Of the, so anyway. There's always been a Doctor Who episode for Christmas, and I admit I was disappointed. I didn't blame. I didn't blame the home. What I, I actually thought it was a kind of a cop out. Like we can't think of a unique Christmas story to tell because there are plenty of Christmas stories to tell. Yeah, I mean, and they barely touched on Christmas in, in some of those in episodes. Capaldi's farewell, yeah. you know, with, with just being the Christmas armistice. So right. I, I think they're being cheeky about that, I, and I think that's just an excuse that they're throwing out there to shut everybody up. I think they just yeah. wanted to change it the fuck up. I think so too, because now they have a they have a New Year's episode. So, you know what? If if you're gonna do that, just rebrand it as the Winter episode. At that point. Nah. I mean, but you have had some... I mean, Matt Lucas played... Was it Matt Lucas? No, Matt Lucas didn't play Santa. What's his name played Santa? From Sean... From Sean of the Dead. 
Oh, uh, Nick, Nick Frost. Nick, Nick Frost Nick played Frost. Santa one year, um, which was a brilliant episode, by the way. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we got word that there's going to be a New Year's episode with the new Doctor. It's going to be led up to a... Um, it's going to be led up to a uh, with a marathon of the previous Doctor's episodes. The synopsis of the episode, as the new year begins, a terrifying evil is stirring from across the centuries of Earth's history. Will the Doctor, Ryan, Graham, and Yaz <coughs> be able to overcome this threat to planet Earth? So um, it is a bit different in that we will have a continuation of the Companions. We are not going to have a Christmas episode. We're going to have a New Year's episode, but... I still look forward to it. I mean, it makes perfect sense that this that they would eschew the Christmas episode and create a New Year's episode for this uh, this new for Doctor Thirteen. That was a lovely use yeah. of the word eschew. Yeah, well, I mean, because the you know, Doctor dropped the balls. <laughs> but um, um, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's uh, only right. Happy New Year! All right, <laughs> we have we have a few trailers and product. I'm ex- for segment I'm two. I, I finally killed you on the there. air. Oh my god! I finally, finally killed OG oh. on the air for a change. Oh my! Oh my! But right. we have some trailers so with and that, some product. No, 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 no! I want, I want one more thing. I want one more thing because we have a break. Timing wise, we have we have a little bit of time before we have to go to a break. Okay. Um, just very quickly. Um, I like to I like to to to, to share our friends that work, uh, and and create and content creators. Very good friends of this program. Um, Mr. Hambone. Um, who we've known, Hambone. Who, who Big Kevin and I have known for years, right. uh, and you know, you know Hambone. Yeah? Talking about Gordon, he did right. Hambone, exactly. Oh, yeah. And uh, Stu, <laughs> Stu Horvath, who runs Geek Flea and yes. part of Unwinnable, they do a podcast that I just binged over the last week and a half called the Vintage RPG Podcast, where they, oh yes, yeah, where they go yeah. over some new tabletop games quickly at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So they talk about some current games that they're playing, and then they cover either a vintage module or vintage game. RPG wise, so they cover. Do you know why? Why? Because oh, Stu is a collector. Has a nearly complete collection of D and D products. He talks wow. about that. It is not yes. nearly complete. He's in 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 one of the episodes. He talks about his collection, and he says, with the gross amount of product that he has, he is still only at about a third. Wow. Of There's no way. Collection. Yeah, he. I mean. Really? I'm, I'm getting wow, that I'm right surprised. from Stu's mouth. But but he there's an amazing episode where they talk about Call of Cthulhu. Oh, Ken, okay. And Masks of Nyarlathotep or whatever the fuck that campaign is. Bless you. Um, <laughs> but they, they talk about TMNT. They talk about Star Wars. Um, they talk the about Ra- of Mr. Mixoplick. Exactly. What, is that what you said? They talk about the original Ravenloft. Never, they talk about, never delay it. Exactly. They talk about Dark Sun, Planescape. Um, and a ton of other vintage RPG games. Never delay it. And um, they're about... They're less than a half an hour long each. Um, they're really interesting. They're really fun. I will definitely to, check to, out to the listen Cthulhu to one. that. Um, but check them out. Vintage RPG. They're good friends of the show, and uh, it's a it's a quality product. And I, I think you should check it out. So and Stu with that, is like the the Steve Sansweet of D and D stuff. It sounds like or, or trying. Well, huh? not just D and D stuff, but but RPG stuff. Mm. So he has a very huge TSR collection, but he also has 
all first printings of all those Cthulhu books. He has first printings of a lot yep, of the that's other a library TMNT I want to look books and the Star Wars, mm-hmm. the, the original Star Wars RPG. The West End, the West yeah. End yeah. stuff. West they, end stuff. Ju- which they just re-released. They reprinted yep. and re-released recently. Yeah. I almost caved and bought it, yeah. but I, I, I relented. So he has a ton of Chaosium stuff, a ton of West End stuff. He also has a huge just game collection, like tabletop, board games. Does he does he run like, tours? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to check this warehouse I want I want to get I want to get invited to the clubhouse. Yeah. Hambone, I know you're listening, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Make it happen. But anyway, he's my he's my inspiration for getting a complete set of of D and D at least books and modules and and such. I mean, I don't need action figures or anything yeah. like that, especially now since nobody could afford them because D and D is on the upswing again. Um, but I would be really happy to get a. Like I have a fairly good collection, I think. I have a fairly good collection yeah. of books. Um I mean I have not sat down, gone through them. I mean, you know, because they're six thousand miles away. Um, but I haven't sat down and gone through them to see where I'm at with regard to it. But I have a fair and I have all of my original books uh from when I was a you know, practically an infant and couldn't read, or as uh PK and I call it uh OG's college years. That's right. That's true. Um so I have all those books as uh, and my original books. So I I'm really keen on actually getting a a, a complete <laughs> set. Well, think about what I just said and think about the fact that Stu is only a third of the way complete. I find that's, that so that's odd insane. because he I mean, I know he is constantly buying yeah, stuff. He bought but, stuff from you, didn't he? He did. He bought a bunch of stuff from me. But he was talking about how there was a point in time where TSR was putting out like I mean, I'm exaggerating, but it was like a module a week. They made it like a module a month. Like there yeah. was so no, no. many. Yeah, there was. That's and, true. And so if you really want to have a true complete collection, which includes all of those crazy ass modules, um, yeah, and it's stuff tough. like Dark Sun and Ravenloft and all of that shit. Um, yeah. It's a huge undertaking, and I applaud Stu for yeah. for going down that path. I, I couldn't do it. I sold Stu I a wanted, bunch of stuff. I, I sold them like it. vampire stuff. I sold them D and D stuff. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you sold him D and D stuff. Now you regret that. I bet. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, honestly. In all honesty, as weird as it sounds. I I find comfort in knowing that I have contributed to an amazing, awesome, impressive collection because they would be greatly underappreciated in my personal collection. Mr. Bond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll get you gadget. Uh so yes, they the uh so so as I like to call it, my tabaxi lord uh is here visiting us in studio OG today. But with that, Big Heaven PK. With that, we will bring this episode uh, to a break. The way we break some episodes by saying, we'll be right back. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, 
understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. I hope they do this number in the movie. I hope so too. I think it'd be, uh, in fact, I hope it's a musical completely. The, 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 the entire whole thing. It's a full blown Busby Berkeley musical from start, top to bottom. Nice. I think it'd be great. Is, no. is Joe Johnson directing it? <laughs> <laughs> that would happen. Um, so we are back during the break. We did not have a game stuff from Cook Logic this week. He did not have one. But that is He's okay. He's too busy playing Red Dead. Yep. As he should Actually, be. I think he finished it. Um, I'm, 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 I am behind. I, I haven't had a chance to play very much this past week, but we'll talk Not about only Red do Dead I think he finished it, uh, but I think he raved about the last two thirds of it or whatever it was. Mm. I, he was, he was being a bit, um, he was being a bit of a impatient Pauly, uh, about playing and <laughs> waiting for the story to catch up on Twitter to which I responded to him. I'm like, just give it a chance. You know, and then, of course, I believe and I'm sure he'll address this in game stuff next week that he uh, was wrong to be so critical. And that, in fact, it turned out to be an amazing uh, second two thirds of it or whatever the numbers he assigned to it was. So there it is. He also asked me how much of it I had played so far. Uh, and the answer was zero. Zero. Wow. Yeah. And still have not. Some of, some I, of my I'm, minor I mean, complaints about that show still sort of uh, still sort of. The game stand true or guess yeah, a game still sort of stand true, but I, I am really enjoying the game overall. You know um, where you will really enjoy the game uh, there, OG. Where multiplayer online with your friends. Yes, I'm. I'm gear. I'm trying to get myself to a point where I think I might be comfortable to actually do that. When does that? That's not Soon. live yet. It's right? not live yet. No, no, not yet. They're letting people catch up on the one player and learn the controls and so yep. forth. So get back in there, OG. We are going to we're going to talk about Red Dead in just a moment. PK has some oh. stuff he wants to talk about, but let's quickly oh. just go through our good friends over at Build R two D two Build R two D two dot com. Um, of course, this is the awesome half scale, fully electronic, fully everything R two D two that you get to build yourself. It's a subscription based service. You get a piece a month with an awesome catalog. Um, at the end, you have a fully functioning droid. This yes. awesome book with all of these great behind the scenes and, and information about not only the model that you just built, but about the droid itself. Um, Wi-Fi enabled, projector, movement, video camera, still camera, extending arms, a microphone and speaker, pop-up lightsaber. It is remote control, app enabled, all sorts of other goodies. Check it out, buildr2d2.com, or you can give them a call. 877-544-6779. There does that, uh, does that have room for the uh, half-scale Kenny Baker action figure uh, that uh, Hot Toys is putting it, out next year? It does. I've, oh, too soon, sir. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen that action figure uh, in, the, in, the, in the stuffed animal department of Toys R Us. Oh, oh it doesn't exist. Soon. It doesn't too exist. soon. Um, On both accounts, too soon. 
Um, but yeah. So Red Dead. So PK is playing. Yes. Oh. Rod Dodd Redemption. So I I'm playing, uh, and I I'm I've been a little too casual about it because I'm I'm a casual gamer in general. And then unfortunately last week we had that nightmare storm scenario, yep. which ruined. That that was my day to sit down when I got home from work to to have some good extra time because the missus was was uh, had uh, had other stuff that she was up to. So I'm like, this is my Red Dead day, and I didn't get home until almost ten o'clock. Right. So uh, yeah, it's it's been infuriating. I've uh, I've gotten up to the train robbery. Okay. And I have gotten my ass handed to me to the point where they're like, do you want to skip this mission? I get. To, I actually have the option. Do you want to skip this and, that, and move that, on? That very first train robbery that you go to. The, like, it's the only train I've been interacting yeah, yeah. with okay, so far. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The very, very first train robbery where you jump on top of it. Yeah. Uh, and start doing your your thing. And uh, I get to jumping on top of it, and I I can't get beyond that because I'm terrible. I am terrible at this game, and a large part of the problem is retention. Uh, and that like my my muscle memory and memory memory ain't like it used to be. Where I'm like these are what the controls are. Right. And that's that, and they're they're locked in my head, and that's it. Um, but what I, what I found is I, I'm a, I'm largely a book learner with a lot of things. And part of the reason back in the Nintendo days and back in the Sega Genesis days for me, uh, the reason I was able to get a handle on this stuff so good was because they came with instruction books that tell you these are what the controls do. And I would read that book and I would study the controls and figure out what it did and then take off on the game. So it's, it's nice to learn in the process tutorials right. tutorials are cool but i maybe it's me maybe it's the way i learn i don't know but i i don't retain the controls so i find myself like fumbling and being yeah. over and, and trying to remember shit what does this in the, and unfortunately it's a heat of the moment frantic try to remember sure. something and i and i'm i'm shot in the head and that's the end of my my round <laughs> um so I, I I needed something to to uh, to read to physically read to get a better handle on things, and I also decided well I might as well have something that you know if, when I get frustrated and stuck I've got an immediate go to sure that I can look something over and I like maps just yeah. just because I like maps so I'm like you know what all of these things that I would like to have that I'd like to have access with these come in a guidebook that right. come with uh, with a video game. So I swallowed my pride and decided, okay, I, I'm I'm going to embrace the shame <laughs> and uh, and and come clean and uh, say I, I've I've bought the guidebook. Nice. Uh, if you'd like to get the guidebook, I'd say now is the time. I don't know when this price point ends, but it's twenty five dollars for the collector's edition. And you know what? I'm glad I I jumped on it. So you let me wow, look at where. It. On BarnesandNoble.com. BarnesandNoble.com is, wow. is uh, so forty dollars is the uh, retail. Forty dollars is on the that. retail, but it's it's currently at a. I guess it's on sale right now for it was twenty five oh seven or something yeah. like that on uh, if you went to bn.com. Uh, if you look on Amazon, it's twenty five ninety nine for the collector's edition. I'm gonna hold it up right here for the uh, for the room just so you can get yes. a look at that. It's great. This is a glorious volume. Yeah. The collector's if you're going to get uh, a a guide for this, if you feel you need the guide like I did for Red Dead Redemption. Get the collector's edition. Uh, get it quickly while it's you can still get it for the the cheaper price. If that's still going today, that might be out of date. I'll check. Uh, I'll check in a little bit. I'll try to check uh, but this thing has the weight and heft and durability and um, and uh, just beauty of your high quality role playing game tomes. 
uh, this fits right on a shelf with your D and D's and uh, and your Pathfinders and Starfinders. It's it's really a beautifully done book, and uh, it is loaded with uh, all of the good stuff that you uh, you uh, would expect from a very thorough guidebook. This is put together by Piggyback is the press that uh, that does this and this was in conjunction with Rockstar Games so it's this is the official guide and really the only one I think you you would want to get uh anyway maps the full story the whole works the neat thing about the way they've laid this out is they will bring you through the story and it's kind of a walkthrough of of how to get where you got to yeah. go but they structure it in a way where it's they're not going to whack you with spoilers for stuff as well. So it's very it's very sensitively put together for okay. allowing you to experience the story, but also give you an, an a, a way to get out of a situation or beat a situation without having what happens ruined for right. you. And I think that's very slick and very uh, uh, just a very um, smart way to put the book together. The um, on BarnesandNoble.com right now, you can still get it for twenty five ninety five. Twenty five ninety five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, which is thirty five percent off. Yeah, it's um, uh, jump on this great. while you can because re- really the hardcover right now the hardcover collector's edition it will cost you today what it would cost you uh, for the paperback right normal trade paperback edition uh, which I looked at in the store the tr- paperback is also very nice it's a nice game guide. Um, but, but that looks nice on a shelf. But if you're gonna if yeah. you're gonna get the game guide, spend the same amount of money on the hardcover one. Yeah. Uh, you'll be very happy. This will last a good long time. It's uh, and I, I whenever I do have guidebooks, I have had them in the past infrequently, but I've had them. I beat the shit out of these guidebooks. Yeah. So this this will last much longer and get much less ragged than uh, than what I was ex- I, I, uh, would expect to put through this book. Otherwise, I couldn't tell you the last time I I had to buy a guidebook. I know it was for the PS. It was for something on the PS3. I remember buying one, and I remember. Could it be? Could it be that awful Mario game that you tortured me with when we lived together? Nope, because that was for the GameCube. Oh yes, that's right. But I, I do remember that by the by the time I was done with that guidebook, it did look sort of like a used napkin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, PK, I ain't much on fancy book learning, but just. Based on your uh, your your pitch about this book, I actually want to get this book as well. You, so, I think you will want this. I, I think just to, because this game is is unique in in its immersion and in in the scope of the, this game, I think it's it, really having a guidebook is is something you might want to have your hands on anyway. Just because you're guaranteed to miss some yeah. shit. So and this will point if you're getting bored and you've you've gone through everything story wise and you want to see if there's something new to explore, you have that at your disposal here. Um, just a quick breakdown. Do you remember so to shave? They uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you have a primer which goes over the um, uh, all the basics, uh, all the control basics. You have your missions, which are you know, which breaks everything down uh, as far as your your walkthroughs for your missions. It then goes into a huge uh, section on exploration, which goes into dealing with horses and hunting and bounty hunting, uh, treasure hunting, loan sharking, etc. Uh, you then have an atlas, full atlas of all the maps, beautifully, nice. beautifully color rendered and just detailed in uh, outlandishly. So, so you will never, ever, 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 ever get lost in the land of Red Den Redemption. Uh, a whole section devoted to weapons, good twenty pages devoted to uh, to all of that, everything from stats to degradation uh, to the ammo to gunsmiths you can go to, and so on. Uh, and Degradation. Then your, your Love it. Yeah, and, and which is a big thing you have to pay attention to uh, as well. You have to pay attention. You have to live in the wild oh, yeah. west in this game. It's oh, yeah. nuts. It's nuts. Um, so and breakdown for your items, and then all of the extras, which includes a chapter known as total completion. 
So that's, yeah, because, uh, that's a thing. Well, because the game has um, – so I – at this point where I am in the game, I don't even know where I am in the story because I keep on doing, like, little side missions. I, yeah. I spent an entire day um, over the weekend – or not an entire day, but I had a couple of hours to myself. And I literally spent it just going back and forth to the sheriff's yep. office collecting bounties we just have, because um, I could. We have a guy that I work with who just who just goes hunting. Yeah. That's literally – and I, I've talked – last time I talked to him was uh, late last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the day after the storm. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, how far along are you? He's like, I've literally – I've done nothing but hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent – I've just spent hours hunting yeah. and roaming around. But like I literally sat down and be like, I'm going to go hunting today. Yeah. So that's going to be a guy who when we go to multiplayer, that's going to be your butcher. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we'll be looking him up. Yeah, you need that guy. So yeah, so Red Dead Two, it's still uh, it's still enamored by all. Big Kev has to get on that bandwagon, and uh, uh, this week, this week, and uh, you know, you know, if you if you go to the WalMarts, Big Kev, yeah, for um, I think it's one ninety nine, one hundred ninety nine dollars, you can uh-huh. get uh, you can get the one terabyte PS4 Slim. It comes with the sixty dollars Spider Man game. Oh, oh! And a you're suggesting that I lower myself and then to buy you, a PS4, and then you could play with all your PlayStation friends. There you go. I'm just saying. Wow, put, putting it out there as like a thing. I mean, it's it's a good uh, my, it's it's a good price to get in on the, on the superior system that's going to outlast eventually what uh, what you are are uh, limited with yeah. right now. So absolutely, I, you, know, you know, totally, one hundred percent, because that's always what happens. <laughs> uh, my roommate TT, however, has a PS4. Oh, huzzah! Ah. Uh, so in, in fact, uh, PK, uh, was instrumental, uh, this past Sunday at the big pre black Friday sale at GameStop. So, so y'all did uh, it, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. In with both feet. Yes. Um, my roommate TT got the, um, the entire hookup on the VR, uh, equipment for the PS4. So we will be, we will be entering the grid, uh, from this location, Huzzah. and so you, you did the two fifty bundle, right? Which is is that correct? The headset that controls it had that game you like in it, and it had that new Creed game in it. Uh, Super Hot VR is the other game yes. you're talking about, right? Yeah. Awesome, mm-hmm. cool. And that other one that you recommended is a download, which yeah. uh, we're going to figure that out. Just also. celebrated its one year anniversary. Uh, that's so it's been popping up on my Facebook feeds and all that. But it's uh, it's I believe a relatively inexpensive download. I don't know, it might even it might actually even be on sale with the Black Friday stuff. But uh, yeah, well, you we'll you in particular today. will will I think love that game. It's uh, it's as close as you can get. To, we're talking about Spark, by the way, S P A R C. And I've said it on the program before. It's the closest thing in any VR platform right now to being in the Disc Wars of Tron. That's awesome, brilliant, sweet, very cool, very cool. Um, all right, let's quickly blow through a handful of trailers, and then we're wow. going to be out of here. That cat just came in with authority, by the way. Uh, well, like, this is kick that door open. This really, this is Jules's room. I can't sit at that chair for more than three minutes without him joining me. So, um, and he has taken up. He has taken on some of the um, some of the instincts of one of my old cats, Temp. Temp used to play WoW with me when I played World of Warcraft in the long, long time ago. Uh, <laughs> Temp, in the before time. In the, before, in the long, in the, long ago. Yeah. Temp would sit on my lap and put his paw on the mouse and move my blood elf hunter around. Or blood uh, elf rogue around. I apologize. But anyway, so yes. Awful. 
says you, but I love the horde. Anyway, a couple of trailers. Let's let's blow through these real quick, and then we have to get out of here because we're running late. Um, we got our final trailer for the upcoming Aquaman film coming out on December twenty first. Look. I'm trying really hard to just check my brain at this point. It looks a bit bombastic. It looks a bit ridiculous. I'm not saying I'm going to run out and see it in the theaters. I'll probably see it when it comes out on DVD or Netflix or whatever. I don't know that I like it. I don't know that I hate it. It kind of just is. Okay. That, that's my take on the Aquaman. <laughs> I, I got I got nothing. I think this is the this is the death throes of the DC Cinematic Universe. Or I guess Birds of Prey will be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, Everything maybe else has been backburnered or canceled at I, this point. I know. So, Young Justice Outsiders has a premiere date of January 4th, 2019 on DC Universe. That's their online streaming service. There was a new teaser that dropped as well. This is, of course, is a continuation of the original season, which ran for two seasons on Cartoon Network and then was prematurely canceled back in 2013. And since that time, there has been a huge fan clamoring for some sort of revival or continuation of this show. And with DC Universe, we are finally going to get that. Um, I'll check it out. If I ever get access to it, um, I happen to like the original show. I like the two seasons. Um, Artemis was in there. Speedy was in there. Um, Canary was in there. It was it was a good show. I I, I did not I did not hate that show. Um, did you watch Young Justice, Big Kev? I did not young uh, watch Young Justice. No. 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 Um, once upon a time, oh, once upon a Deadpool got a new trailer this week. I'm in. Is that the one with with Fred Savage? All right, look, I was fine, fine. I will recant my rage from last <laughs> week and say, at, I told you, at minimum, I am mildly interested. Although I will say that now, this is the second film, correct? Or yes, it's the, it's the, this is they, a this is a I believe a recut of Deadpool. Recut, too. but yeah, they didn't is. they they have they didn't do this with the original. No, right? No, okay. No. So the only this is all brand new. The, one of the true positives I see to this is that I might be able to justify getting my son to see it because he has had great interest in watching the deadpool films right and i have had um you know difficult parental responsibility yep yep, um, yep, yep. and saying absolutely no fucking way yeah no no zero chances in the zero universe of you watching that's, that uh, movie that's ever. a hard r that's yeah. that's not a let that one slide r yeah. maybe when you're a teen yeah, but like like thirteen. Uh, I was like, you can yeah. let that. Sl- I mean, yeah. you know, you can you can PG thirteen. I I'm fairly certain I was only twelve or thirteen when I watched Harlem Nights. So, oh wow! Yeah, so you know, <laughs> so you know, so you want to throw garbage cans at people? So yes. Oh, you want to fight <laughs> with garbage cans? <laughs> twelve sandwich eating motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to take what's left of this pinky toe. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do- shoot that ugly little brown <laughs> little thing off. <laughs> oh, gosh. I look, I grew up on Eddie Murphy. You know, I just, I did. I grew up on Eddie Murphy movies. We just, it, it, my parents knew it wasn't appropriate, but we didn't shy away from it. Yeah. It just was what it was. Miss Eddie Murphy. Oh God! Yeah. I uh, yeah. That's and and <laughs> talk about works of art that need to be looked at with non-modern eyes. Yes, uh, delirious yes. and raw. Yes. Ooh, oh yeah! Don't watch those in 2018 and expect them Love. to be up to. T- 
2018 standards. Wow. Your wife's a Sasquatch, Gus, is still one of the funniest (laughs) bits of stand-up comedy. Your wife's a Bigfoot. What the fuck is Goonie Google? The fuck is Goonie Google, Gus? Your wife's a Sasquatch. Yeah, I mean, it's still one of my favorite stand-up bits ever, ever. Now you think about those Bill Cosby things as well, and you're like, eek. Yeah, dad is great, gives us the chocolate cake, but what was it laced with? That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> it wasn't meant, powdered sir, sugar. I meant, <laughs> I meant Eddie Murphy's take on oh, Bill Cosby. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Bill Florn, Florn, Bill. <laughs> Disney released a handful of teasers, trailers, snippets for the upcoming Galaxy's Edge, which is the park resort immersion yeah I'm of, of stars yeah, I'm, I'm terrified of of how long it's going to take me before i'm able to go to the park and enjoy them yeah, yeah there, there is I, that and that i think is the problem here is unless they have figured out a way to uh you know to seriously i don't know what line adjust p i don't know there's there i'm sure they're working on a way they must understand that uh you know do you remember when i went to harry potter i do uh years ago and they literally closed the part of the park and people were not allowed to enter after so many of them went in and even though they closed that part of the park i still waited forever to do anything in that park to be fair. And, I, and that was Harry Potter. And with all due respect, I got to believe there's more generations of people that are going to want to sit yeah. in the chair of the Millennium Falcon than uh, who, who are waiting to go through that Harry Potter yeah. wand shop. Uh, I, well, I mean, they're both massive at, yeah. at this point. But he, he, the, the significant difference between the two, and when my, my wife and I did the Harry Potter world yeah. fairly early on, too, and saw all the problems there, the biggest the big realization, the big factory all came in uh, to all of it was this is not Disney. Yeah. And, uh, and universal dropped the ball on so many things in putting together that Harry Potter park and, and grossly underestimating uh, the demand, the size oh, yes. requirements, the crowd management, they blew it on every but, turn. Um, what's, but what Disney is, is absolutely expert in doing in their theme parks uh, now after they've had all these years to figure it out, because when I was a kid, it, yeah. we were waiting on a lot of lines and really bored yeah. on a lot of lines. And they have managed to figure out and, and find a, a brilliant balance between uh, waiting online, having options to move through your line a little bit quicker through your fast passes and so on and so forth, or just simply being entertained online while you're waiting. Uh, so the wait is not as interminable as it normally would have been because you have uh, films to look at. You've got, settings to be immersed in yeah. and look at you know there's there's stuff to play with and interact with as you as you wait to get on the actual physical ride. however i am going to vehemently disagree with you and how disney currently handles its fast pass situation well their current fast pass because it the, the used, whole thing with the wristbands it, is it ridiculous used to be amazing yeah for for I, 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 just to give you an idea i have been to <laughs> the magic kingdom three times since snow white's Mine train ride or whatever has opened. Right. Okay. I've been three times. I have still not been on that ride because every time I try to ride that ride, the fast passes are already sold out or I get a fast pass at 11 o'clock at night. 
Eh. And with Disney, you now have to book fast passes like six months in advance. I'm not even joking. Wait, what? When you when you book your Disney trip, right? They send you the wristbands. Uh, maybe it's not six months. Maybe it's three months in advance. They send you the wristbands three months before your trip, right? And you have to go online and book your fast passes. Oh, fuck that! Three months in advance. I have never been able to get on the Snow White ride, and I have been there three times. And you're you're supposed to book that time three months in advance, three and you still in, can't get on that. Three fucking months thing? in advance, and I've never been on that ride. That's and ridiculous. That's and what ridiculous. do you think the the Disney three sixty right. concept? So, so that that's that's what. So my my concern is uh, they had a fantastic system with the fast pass with the little with the, with the little tickets. Go get your ticket. Yeah, you pop pop your and, thing in there. Get your ticket. And if they wanted to, if they wanted to make Swipe the wristbands, wristband, get the ticket. If they wanted to make the wristbands, they should have kept the old system where you go up, you boop the band, you get the ticket, yeah. and you or you don't even get the ticket. You boop the band and you boop it again. Because but this whole now, yeah. How many s- people have exploited the shit out of this of and course. figured out how to work it out? So now now you're hosed if. If you're if you're if you're if the timing's bad, like you're just not on. That's that I is have, terrible. I have never been on Snow White's minecart because I cannot get fast pass tickets at reasonable times. Three times I've been to that park. That's Three a times. that's a detriment to the cost of that that trip that needs to be figured the fuck out. Yep. I had well, no idea that that Wars. was a thing. Yep, I, I've actually and certainly before Star Wars opens. Yeah, yeah so holy shit. So I am terrified what it means for Star Wars. I'm wow. terrified what it means. They have to develop. And honestly, they have to be developing something unique to just Star Wars in order to move people through there. Otherwise, exactly. it will be it will be like New Jersey last Thursday. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> we're just I, I shit, think. shut the, down. The Disney 360 is there. There, Disney's Disney's going to be the one that yeah. that completes Westworld. Like, yeah. you know, for real, Westworld. Yep. They're going to be the ones that pull that off whenever that time comes. Yep. Um. So I, I imagine this is probably the ne- the next step. This whole 360, this this immersion on your vacation. Uh, the only thing that worries me is you know three o'clock in the morning when stormtroopers are bashing down my door. Right. Uh. You know because they think I'm part of the Rebel Alliance and dragging me out of bed and taking me in to be interrogated by Lord Vader. It should be that cool. You know. I I, I that's yeah. I want to get some sleep, you know, so I might have a little bit of a problem with that. That would be pretty it's, fucking it awesome, wouldn't it? It should be that cool. <laughs> so it should be that cool. Disney's Star Wars and I'm telling LARP you, what I think is going to happen is they're going to prioritize the 360 people. The 360 people are going to have an entirely different experience than anybody else. Yep. In the sense of they're probably going to get handheld and walked onto things or through things or to things. Where other people are going to have to kind of skirt their way along. And they're also going to – Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the 360 – honestly, for me, I think the 360 would be the way to go. It is, but I I, I fear that it's going to be extremely cost prohibitive for the average person. That may be a firstborn – That may be. Firstborn sign away. Yeah. So so – we, look, we'll talk about this more as it happens. I know we'll know people that are going and we'll be checking these things out. I know that there's not a chance in hell. I'm not even going to try to go the first year. Okay, I don't even want to think about minimum, going the first year. Minimum one year. Yeah, minimum that, one year. Because number one, anybody that wants to be there during the, the very opening, no. Because no. you're... You, you're it's the insanity. you're the one who's testing as the you know the pirates of the Caribbean eat the people, right, John? Right. Um, so no, you're you're there to <laughs> test all the bugs. Yeah. No. So y'all have fun with that. Right. Y'all have fun with opening week and uh, and the opening year, but a minimum at yeah. bare minimum at least a year before I. Oh, uh, PJ uh, killed that. me. <laughs>
All right. Um, we are at the point Chewbacca in the show. Chewbacca doesn't eat the people, John. <laughs> we are at the point in the show where we do need to wrap it up and uh, and and head out. What? So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open them with a plug for our friend of this program, Jeff Beck, over at uh, uh, Eastside Mags in Montclair. Okay, he's having Patrick Wilson uh, over there. He is for a signing. What day December is that? The 10th. December the tenth. Um, yeah. Also, our our good sponsor over there in Caldwell, New Jersey, Gotham Comics, has a sale coming up on twelve one. Um, it's called their Tis the Season sale. It's going to be fifty percent off all bin issues, twenty percent off all wall books, twenty percent off all cards and game supplies, and twenty percent off all toys. You can also check out all of their auctions on eBay if you go over to Gotham Comics NJ on eBay. Um, we love the Gotham Comics over there in Colorado, yes. New Jersey. I visit them often. Nick is a fine young man, and they have an excellent shop. So go check them out. He actually asked if I could maybe do something for that event that day, go over there and maybe broadcast or do something. But it just did not work scheduling-wise. Is that our Nick who interacts with us fairly frequently on, uh, it is. on Twitter? It is. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. i got to get yeah. over there and say hello he is at there, He's their, like, weekend manager over there. Sweet. So, yeah, he's he's a good guy. It's a great store, so check them out. Go say hello. And, and, uh, maybe, for, and uh, maybe for 12 one we'll, uh, Take a um, here. Of course, there is Patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. Big Kev, you said you had a Patreon announcement. I did, yes. Uh, um, uh, I will be doing a special Patreon. I hope to do it in the next week. Um, that concerns um, this book right here. And why will PK want to read this book? Stay tuned, Patreon people, and you will find out. The funny thing is that's uh, that's already on route to PK. And oh, there, is it? There, there's a funny story. The uh, the writer of that book, which uh-huh. maybe we'll, we'll talk about it at another point, but uh, she did a thing in New York that I, I was very hard on several years ago. Oops. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, boy. But, uh, but, you know, that was several years ago, and, uh, and she is awesome, and that book uh, is apparently fantastic, so I have a copy coming my way as well. Sweet! So we'll look forward and to there that. Is, uh, and there was a, there was some sort of brief like play thing that was happening in the city. I think it just closed uh, uh, re- regarding this book. Correct. Yes. They, uh, yeah. It was uh, – she, uh, she does uh, experiences, I guess, is the best way to put right. it. Right. Okay. Uh, more on that. Uh, I'll fill you in. Maybe talk about it at your little special uh, party oh. on thing. Okay. Very so uh, check that out. Patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. All sorts of tiers. All sorts of availability over there. Um, thank you, everybody who's been checking out the 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 redo or the redux or the follow up episodes every week that I've been putting mm-hmm. out to hit the headlines that we miss or don't get to on the show. Those have been going over very well, so that's pretty awesome. Um, on social media, you can find me. I am at Geek Stuff OG across all of those platforms. I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox network that I'll be returning to, and BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And you'll find me at K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I think then with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 519, the one we called Geek Stuffed. That's it. Uh, to a close, the way we end some episodes by saying, Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Duck, <laughs> 
coming back to me. 